Hello and welcome to another episode of Last Call for Adventure. We are here with our amazing, our stellar, our distinguished, our accomplished, our as of yet uh, unharmed, for the most part, Crew 3. Welcome. Uh, Crew 3 successfully engaged in combat. The very first combat of uh, the the mini campaign was it? Yes, it is. Uh, yesterday or yesterday? <laughs> Can you tell? I'm, I'm on a lot of Dayquil right now. Can you tell? Last week. That was not a fun yesterday. session. We had yesterday, I enjoyed that. <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, my brain. Let's do introductions. Take it away, Burke. Please save me. Please, for the love of God, save me from whatever I'm doing right now. <laughs> Hello, uh, Burke Black. I play uh, Gawkhead the Undead. I got damaged a little bit, but uh, what, what did we fight? Little sprites? Is that what they were? Like little flames. Yeah, they were Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Uh, Will the now, Wisp, that, yeah. now that you've defeated them, I can let you know what they were. They were Will of the Wisps. Yeah, that was neat. I like that a lot. I'm having a lot of fun here. So uh, thank you, everybody. Your first D&D game, is it shaping up to what you thought it would be? But it's, it, it, I mean, I, I've, like I said, I watched a lot of, a lot of y'all play um, from the past, so I kind of had an idea of what's going on. But the constant worry of like, uh, am I going to ruin this campaign if I do something wrong? Uh, if I, if I, is, is it okay if I, you know, poke the beast that I'm riding and, and, and try to agitate it? Like, what, what would happen if I did that? Is that okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Personally, I would like to see it. But that's that's just me. <laughs> Max, who are you? Who, who do you play? I play Blibble. Uh, he's a goblin. I mean, do I? If you've been watching the show for a little bit, you 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 know this fucker. He's just still around, still doing things. For those you don't considering know. Considering renaming the show to the Blibble Show. No, no, the BCU can only go for so so long. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna, we're, we're not gonna go in a a multiverse uh just yet um plus you have to you have to you know absence makes the D viewers hearts grow fonder right and that's why i'm letting you know starting the episode out mm. quits okay. little quits he just straight up leaves mm. mm-hmm. he puts down his his all of his shit and he's just like mm-hmm. I screw the shit. I'm out of here. I decided I, I reevaluated my life, <laughs> and um, good luck. Hope you uh, mm. hope you do well. See you, nerds. Mm. And then he just mm. throws up double double middle fingers. I play mm. Blibble. <laughs> oh nice. man! Woo, well, how do you energy. feel about an- how do you feel about anime? Anime? Uh, <laughs> Going into anime? I like anime. I do. I like anime. It's just not all anime. A lot of anime I don't. This call I back to have it on thing. good authority that you hate anime. I do not hate anime. <laughs> I, it's impossible for me for, for me to hate anime. I have I have anime statues. They just happen to be of Dragon Ball Z characters and not, you know, big boobas. Wrong big boobas. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Going into blibble now. Say, that sounds a little judgmental about the big boobas. <laughs> what's wrong with what's wrong, wrong with the with big, big booba? There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with big booba or small booba or any size in between. Mm, mm. Mm-hmm. Dan, Inclusive. who do you play and how does your character feel about boobas, big or small? 
Uh, I'm Dan. I'm playing Nameless, a orc samurai fighter. And um, orcs are usually used to dealing with big beasts, so he probably likes big mm. breasts, I would imagine. That's that's. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I can tell you're the mature one of the group because you said breasts instead of engaging in the heresy that is calling them booba. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very it's, mature. Yeah, you said ant, you said ant mature. God, I hate people who say mature. <laughs> <laughs> mature. Uh, mature. How do you feel about people, people that say, say education instead of education? Education. Say, ed, you do like edu- ed, I don't like education. that either. I also education. don't like. Uh, it comes a lot. Sorry, I'm just hijacking this shit now. Uh, I do it. The um in Star Trek: Next Generation, the show you are very familiar with and know. All about, oh, expert! Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, every they alternate the pronunciation of sensors, like our sensors, you know, the ship sensors, to sensors. Worf is like one of the biggest. Uh, I feel like there was somebody on set, some direction on set to be okay. like Elmar. Right, Elmar, I'm talking about Elmar. No, I um, know Worf. <laughs> <laughs> Elmar, I, I saw that clip. <laughs> yeah, no, they, were, they, that was like you got to see this clip of bronze, and I was like, huh. Elmar, sensors. <laughs> Elmar the Klingon. Weird. But Jesse said there is an Elmar. There is no. Which Elmar. is so close that I feel like I should have got. Like I get the point. There's no. I don't, I don't, I don't know of an Elmar. Mm-mm. No, didn't he say there's an Elnar, like with an N? Elnor. Oh, Elmore. Yeah. And also, that's not canon. That's in this stupid bitch-ass show, Picard. But season three is not bad. Season one and two, terrible. My friend is Captain Shaw. Your friend is really good. Yeah. His character is really good. I'm really proud of him. Yeah, I'm really proud of him. I started watching it. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I think you... I don't think this is one of the shows you can jump in on season three, but I was trying to support my homie and I was like, I don't know what's going on, but he's eating this weird meat, meat and yelling at Blue people. Meat. And I kind of yeah. like that. Yeah. He's, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. I liked like that. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does good. He plays that character. Know well. Star Trek could get that edgy. If that, like I, I want to be cast as a captain next. Cause if it's if just being a- an ass to people, I can do that. That I understand. They bring you in if you this was TNG or something like that. They bring you in as like an up and coming specialist concerning whatever the problem is, you know, of of the the week. And mm-hmm. you would be like abrasive and, you know, confident, but like a little arrogant. And you'd have to mm-hmm. try you'd you'd butt heads with the normally a little more lax uh vibe of the ship of the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And um yeah, I could see that. They did that multiple times. You'd be that character type. But like you butt heads with them because there's sexual tension, right? Well, yeah, <laughs> there might be a few scenes. <laughs> right? It, it could be a. Sh- it's yeah. like this. It's like it's this unspoken. Like, oh shit, this is getting. Yeah. She's like a, a an eight foot tall Amazonian Klingon woman, and you're like this, you know, <sighs> five foot tall Starfleet guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe like, or maybe like, uh, or maybe like you're cold and abrasive on the outside, but Deanna Troy senses some. That's her name, by the way, Deanna Troy. She's the ship's counselor. I don't know what the fuck you call okay. her, Rita Repulsor or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Rita Repulsor. <laughs> she senses she that you like have a softer a side. Oh, 
I do be yeah. having the the brows. The um I'm gonna know Romulan. it don't Vulcan. Wait. What is, what is, is are the Romulans the really passionate ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romulans. They're the ones that they're like they're Vulcans the that are opposite that Vulcans, emotions yeah. out. They they're all about yeah. their emotions. Where the Vulcans yep. suppress it, but yeah. Do the Romulan pretty good. Like, they share a common anthistry, but their emotional, you know, the way it comes out is different. Vulcan no, but they ones. have the jacked up, like, forehead thing going on, that. don't they? You can't say that. You can't just, like, they they have, just like, do this, the... bronze, like, act like you're holding something in your hand like this and go, it's a mm-hmm. fake! It's a fake? Yeah, but yell it with real passion. It's a fake! It's a fake! Perfect, see? Romulan. Uh, Romulan? Okay, Only, cool. People in the chat know what I'm talking about. Guess he has no idea. Because uh, the, the Star Trek nerd of the group has not seen all of DS9. So. Yeah. Oh. Shame. Uh-huh. I heard DS9 is the edgy one. It's very I've good. Watched, I've watched it's the majority really of it. That's the one I want to watch. Can you watch? Can you start with DS9 or is that impossible? Yeah, they're yeah, all like separate you stories. You could start with DS, DS9. Yeah. You should do D- uh, DS9. No, you should start with Next Generation. You should start with because next you gen- get introduced to characters in Next Generation that will eventually oh. show up in DS9 and become yeah. main characters. Okay. Also, if you start in Season 1, know that it will get better, and you, if you really, really can't stomach it, just go to mm-hmm. Season 2. Okay. Stomach it. Push through. Well, you should push through, because it does Be get better, and there's some, some, some nuggets in there that they were... were does it actually get better or is it like it agents of shield and jp sitting there saying if you just look you know <laughs> trying to get us to watch agents of shield forever and first, i don't think it gets better guys the first season was first good. episode of next generation is very good but the okay. it goes downhill from there the second season's much better the, let me give you the context the problem is suffering is in season one obviously they're battling Taking picking up the baton from the original series, and people going like, "You can't do Star Trek without without Kirk and Spock and all that." And then you also have the the spillover coming from the original series of old writers that grew up, you know, in a much different time, writing very very simple parts for women and kind of shitty, you know, uh, narratives and storylines that were meant to be for the original series that have been now pasted and hopefully adapted to the new series. So it takes a little bit to find its own narrative and and for it to settle into their them to settle into their characters like any other show but that okay. next generation it's fucking star trek so they were fighting you know all this kind of like uh what are what is our show and, and yeah next generation will actually life. focus on like some really uh existential uh morality yeah mm-hmm. uh you know plot lines that star trek the original series never did you know like the yeah i think it, it as really you watch great. it You'd be surprised a lot of the storylines that they actually tackled, like the issues they tackled. A lot of times it's under like a veiled sort of premise. You know what they're talking about, but they just use an alien or some other, you know, uh, thing to uh, to reference and talk about it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that primer. I guess we should play some D&D before. Anyway, D&D, right? Yeah. Yeah. Before JPA trains a sniper on my forehead. Oh, checking right now like oh, was this a star trek podcast that they were the, what are we I'm doing? waiting for like a text or like a hey um who remembers what happened last episode you'll get inspiration if you can do a proper recap oh 
Go for it, Burke. Right. So are we supposed to raise our hand? I don't. I, I don't know what the rules are. Uh, okay. So the party was being led by Nameless on the beast. The beast mm-hmm. got weird, and it's the woods we went. We get camped, and then mm-hmm. and then these three glowy things attacked us, and we whooped that mm-hmm. ass. And then mm-hmm. we got we got back on the beast, and uh, and we got to a, a ruins. Uh, mm-hmm. Some dwarvish looking ruins from the guild or something like that. And then we found like graves and there was dead people in there. And then somehow me and Bibble over here resurrected Bibble. some half orc lady. <clears throat> and she's all like, hey, oh, gosh, I'm alive again. And we're like, hey, yeah, good. welcome back to living world and stuff. She was like, woo. And we were like, woo. And she was like, there's a dragon over there. And Gawkhead's like, yeah, I want that dragon horn. And Bibble's like, wussing out. Like, I want a dragon horn. He's like, okay, all right, fine, whatever. So I guess we're now like mounting up, and <clears throat> we're with the orc lady, and we're gonna go to the mines because Blittle is terrified of dragons. I guess. That's a and that's where it ended. Thank you. That's exactly right. what happened. You get inspiration for saving me from having to do that. Uh, basically, inspiration, Burke, is that you can expend it to roll with advantage on an important roll. Rolling with advantage means rolling twice and taking the higher of the two results. Top left of your character sheet, Burke, you can mark off inspiration. It's basically like you click it and it puts a little symbol in there to to denote that you have inspiration. Is that under core? No. Yes, under core, and then just above, like your. It's literally Ah, top left, like under your name. I clicked it too because I wanted to see the little dragon go bloop bloop bloop. It's cute. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is and like a I'm little like swirly dragon, huh? I will also say this is only that I, to my knowledge, the second mm. time you've awarded inspiration. Yeah, I don't like it. While I've been around, I've, I could tell. <laughs> yeah, I think inspiration is a silly mechanic because you usually give it when someone is does something that's very in character. But in my opinion, your players are almost always in character, so it's just. I do it for out of, I usually give it for out of game things. But you know, uh, we won't talk why, about. Why, I agree. Why reward your players for doing a good job? What a dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's like, I'll just give you a bonus on the roll. If you're like, well, would Blibble know this? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead and roll with advantage. I don't feel like I have to give you inspiration. I get agency over when I want it. No. You've been a DM for too long. <laughs> <laughs> You've lost the perspective of the character. <laughs> The player. <laughs> it's a fake. It's a fake. <laughs> I swear we're gonna watch that episode now. I'm telling you. Oh my god. You almost killed me, Max. <laughs> take inspiration for that. Take inspiration for survival. Yeah, I'm gonna take ins- I'm gonna take inspiration for that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Uh, my laugh turned into a cough fit. Okay. So. <laughs> you find yourselves still lost amidst these piles of stone, kind of um, some of them naturally formed, some of them man-made around you, many of them representing tombs, cairns, and resting places of various slain beasts and and adventurers that have come before you in between the rocks and and the spires of stone that kind of jettison up skywards 
a heavy fog has started to roll in, kind of settling into the gloom around you. Um, Nameless, you notice that your beasts start to get unsettled. Uh, The hair on the back of its neck starts to rise and you notice like its eyes shifting back and forth as the steam from its breath kind of becomes more hurried and more stressed as you continue to move through this labyrinth. Blibble, you were trying to navigate earlier. Are you still trying to do so now? Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I think the... <coughs> I don't remember. So, did we ever take a rest from the initial Fire Wisp encounter? No. no. We did not. So yeah, I guess Blibble would be navigating, and also do we know, is it, was it nighttime when we were still moving around? In no, the, you got uh, interrupted at nighttime, and right now Maze. it's like morning. Mm-hmm. That's morning, okay. Yeah, I guess still trying to navigate and uh, probably getting his bearings and addressing the, the group as he's doing so. All right, well, we have some options. Obviously, you know, we uh, got a little little singed, a little burnt from those five things. Some of us made some tactical mistakes. I'm not going to get into that now. Um, but so we can rest if you want to, or we can push on. I'm still pretty good. I mean, I'm not I'm not too bad. Fire is nothing, nothing new to me. So I'm uh, what are you guys feeling? Um, also, now we got now we got the this. I forgot your name. What's your name? Wasn't it Bertha? Betsy? Oh, no, it was Betsy. No, was it, it Betsy? Was Betsy? I don't know. I was just saying that. I think it was, I thought it, it was, was Bertha for half a second. It was Betsy. That makes more sense. I don't think it was Bertha. Yeah. It's Betsy. Bertha's a great name, though. It is. Big Bertha. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You look over at Bertha, who looks nervous. She's like, her name's Bertha now. Fuck it, her name's Bertha. Retcon, retcon. (laughs) Hold on. Say her name. Answer Blibble. Bertha. (laughs) Bertha? Really? That's weird. For some reason, I thought your name was Betsy. I heard Betsy. I, I don't know. <laughs> Betsy's my last name. Bertha Betsy. That's that's your name. Mm-hmm. The big BB. Bertha Betsington of the New Hampshire Betsingtons. <laughs> okay. New Hampshire. <laughs> You ever heard of a New Hampshire? What kind of stupid <laughs> words are those? I like New it. Hampshire. What's Old Hampshire like? It's no, it's New Hampshire. It's where a lot of our our uh, pork Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Like the meat? Yes. <clears throat> you're, you're inserting a P. There's no P. It's New Hampshire. It's a Shire. Or it's a Betsy. Of New Hampshire. I think I got it. Yes. Good. We got options. Yeah, we can. uh, 
if you guys are feeling yeah. like resting a little bit to be prepared, because we don't know what we're going to encounter up in the mines, right? Like by, by there. So, you know, especially, you know, especially if we, we do come back from that and then, you know, maybe there's no time for rest, but you still want to stop off to check out the, the whole like spectral dragon scenario. You want to be at your best, but also, you know, I could push on if, if we need so to, I'm not, I'm not too messed up. To check on, check out this dragon. No, I'm more, I'm using it as a motivating factor for him to. Oh. Right. Yes. We when should rest. depend on uh, Nameless. Uh, I don't require much rest myself, but Nameless did uh, try to get some sleep during our last encounter, and unfortunately, it's all depending on Nameless. We want our uh, big strong orc to uh, be prepared at all times. See that? I was trying to make it seem like us as a group were going to make the decision, so that way it didn't feel as bad like he was a burden without, you know, doing, saying his name. Uh, nameless, like specifically, but yeah, nameless. Are you tired? It's mainly what I'm getting at. No, I am not weak. All right, fuck it, let's go. We can rest if you're tired, though. Nope. Or need to recharge your abilities. Mm, I'm good. Are you? I am. Very well. I will attempt to. Guide us through this labyrinth and hope that we make it to the other side somewhat unscathed. I owe you my lives and or I owe you my life. Uh, or multiple lives? I don't know anymore. I guess I don't know if You're this on one your second one now. One. Yeah. Verily. And I feel somewhat responsible for you. I'll take you to the edge of Ronia's teeth, and hopefully that from there, your destination should be a straight shot. And then she, you see her like pull out a small tin and open it, and it looks to be a rudimentary compass. She like shakes it a little, rubs it on her shirt, and you see it's like a little bit rusted over and is kind of just spinning aimlessly in place. Hmm. Well, that's a little unsettling. What? And what is unsettling? she like confusedly like walks around. <clears throat> As you ask that blibble, she shows it to you and you see like a compass floating on what looks to be like a thin membrane of some type of viscous fluid and it sits on top of this held aloft by surface tension in this small tin and it just there's you see a rusted over compass like just spinning in circles rather than pointing to what would be true north oh that's not good that's supposed to point somewhere right i mean Mm. the compass of some sort maybe there's iron in these Cairns, magnetic disturbance with the rock. Right. Mm -hmm. um, And, well, does anyone else know how to navigate? 
I mean, I was attempting to before, and then we got caught in the stupid maze. So. Hmm. Hmm. Collectively, we could try to see if we can, uh, you know, put our, put our heads uh, together. Not not literally. Uh, okay, just so you're aware, I don't want to make physical contact with you if I can avoid it. <laughs> hey, whatever. I'm I'm fine with that myself. It's not meant to be offensive. It's just you know, just speaking facts. <clears throat> right, of course. Perhaps we can uh, maybe commune with something, or maybe nameless. Uh, the animals might have their natural instinct to guide us out, or I don't know. There's many options. If there's corpses around, I could be more of help. But under this situation, I don't really know navigation through a creepy maze. Hmm. Now I'm realizing why it is you resurrected me. You were looking for a corpse to lead you through a maze that they were yep. buried in. I okay. Well, turns out we got the wrong corpse. All right, let's kill her. Try again. Maybe calm down. Maybe I could uh, try to shake a memory loose. You know, uh, revisit a place I've been, like the place of the battle, and then from there, maybe I can reorient myself. Because I only know what I've seen. Right. Right. Um, I'll take a moment. Look around. Does any of this look familiar? She does look around. Let's see. Imagine we just kill her and get another corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. I got a natural one. Good. Finally. <clears throat> Is this to help you? It doesn't matter. The <laughs> rolls, I just want the rolls to make sense. <laughs> she like sits for a moment and she says, I think the memory of watching my friends sort of do battle with this thing and the memory of uh, the dragon's claws raking across my body spilling my entrails on the floor, bleeding out to death slowly was so traumatic that my brain is trying to reject the memory, as it were. I I can't recall much other than pain and then just gray. Uh, Well, I don't remember years, in fact, now that I think about it. There's like pieces of my memory that are missing. Oh, yeah, you were dead, so. Oh, you mean when you were alive? Sorry. It's not mm. every day you come back from the dead, so I, I would imagine the brain has to kind of find its place in the world again, you know, and, and go back to normal. I figured you Probably. were experts. Are you not? Are you not Experts professional? at what? Uh, resurrecting people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to be honest. We kind of, that just happened. We didn't even intend for you to stick around. We were like, maybe we'll get some what? information and then you'll be back in the ground. That's why what? I stressed when you, when you first came out, I was like, I don't know how long this is going to last. 
Because uh, it turns out the Sometimes two of us put our power together. You've ever resurrected? No, no. For this long, though, like, I don't know how long. You, you, I think you might just be around now for a while. Because, like, combined with the spell he was doing and what I was doing, our powers huh. combined. Boom. Huh. You got a new life. Oh. I'm not even yeah. sure if you're undead anymore. You might actually be completely alive. Cause alive, I could, yeah. uh, I could calm the undead myself here, but, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to work for you. Like your uh, oh. flesh and bone. Ironic part is you look a lot more alive than he, he does, <laughs> you know? Oh, that's kind of mean. It's just factual. Look. Look at him. Oh. Look at you. I mean, minus the fingers, but that's just like, you know, an injury, really. You know, <clears throat> Gawkhead, I think that you look memorable. You make an impression. That is true. And I would disregard any comments about your appearance because really, we never know what someone else is going through. And I'm sure that. What is this, a therapy session? I just feel like you're being very rude. I'm being factual. Well, I'm being grateful because you brought me back to life, Gawkhead, and I would like for you to know that I don't find your visage unpleasant. Uh, and for someone who works with the undead to look the way you do, maybe I thought it was a choice to make them feel more comfortable. Let me ask you something. When you were alive, before yes. he responds, when you were yes. alive, and you dated. You didn't feel like the other person was like up to snuff and you didn't like something about them. And you're like, oh, I don't want to waste any more time. Were you the type of person that said, it's not you, it's me? No, no. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that. Okay, because what you're saying right now is very not, it's not you, it's, it's me sort of thing. Like you're just babying his feelings. No, I like just think people come in all nice shapes bow. and sizes, you know? Sure. He looks gross, and we look less gross. Well, I, I think that's where I take, you know, umbrage with that. We don't know his situation. How I mean, is this he's clearly afflicted with something. What we're supposed to be doing right now. This isn't pertinent to the mission at hand. Why don't we continue with the task of finding our way out of here? Yeah, I think she's stalling because she was unable to, like, help us with navigating. A blibble? You should listen to your supervisor here. He's making a lot of good points, and I think you should stop disrespecting the chain of command. Supervisor. You know. Um, he's, he's not kid, You're clearly taking point on this mission. You know um, what? Go ahead, Gawkin. Take point on this. So you remember nothing? I remember a hill. And I, I remember it was cracked down the middle and it had quartz coming out of it or like some kind of iridescent stone. And it looked as though it had been struck by lightning. There were pieces of it tumbling down while we were fighting with the great beast. And inside it looks like there was even room for maybe two or three people to walk alongside each other through it and you could see the light reflected through it 
and it it shone with with light that was like an aurora borealis it was purple and turquoise and and enchanting and and we were on our way to look at it closer and that's when we were attacked but i i remember it so clearly it it, it looked like something had smote it right through the middle and cracked it open like like a small stone with with crystals inside but it was large that's the last thing I remember. Well, the only other option that I could gather, since none of us know where we're at or where we could see, is trust the instincts of the animals at hand by nameless. Usually animals can use their senses to guide themselves out of situations that uh, most of us couldn't. They all turn Are and you- look to you, nameless. <laughs> Are you all done talking? <laughs> I would like to keep moving. I have we, a do, job. we were talking about moving. What the? Were you not listening? We're trying to figure out the best course of action. And now we're like, we got nothing. Can, can you I do anything with your animals? Once you disturb the dead, nothing good comes from disturbing the dead. Whoa. No, hey. No offense. Bertha Betsy. Not wrong. <laughs> New Hampshire is very much alive. I think. Yeah. The beasts are getting restless. We need to keep moving. Yeah, let's do it. All right, go ahead. You 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 take point. Just let, me, just let the animals guide us. Would you like to help me try to find our way? Well, certainly. Can I do? Do you have any blessings? I have a slight spell that I could potentially do that might guide us in the right direction. I suppose we could try it. I don't like it. To, it's not really my forte, but I could throw it out there. He's got to touch you, though, if it's the same spell that I'm thinking of. He's going to touch you, just so you know. Yeah. Well, how about you do it instead, Blubble? See? I'm not infected. You can't catch what I have. We don't know that, though. We don't, you know. We I know to... that. All right. Well, then we have to, you know, go on what we know about you, how trustworthy you are. Anyways, here you go. Here. And Blibble <laughs> reaches out and uh, casts guidance on um, Nameless. Nameless starts gathering up rocks that are slightly different colors and stuff and starts mm-hmm. leading, leaving a trail of them to try to prevent himself oh. from going backwards along the way. And he's going to try to navigate the maze. Um, Using, I'm guessing you cast guidance on me, and then mm-hmm. try to, yeah, without backtracking, finding our way through. Yeah, give me a survival check with advantage, and then add a d4 for guidance. Twenty three. Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh wait, we, we actually it's a nat twenty. Twenty four. Yeah, it's a nat twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's uh, a nat twenty. A. Yeah, you are able to guide the group successfully deeper into the labyrinth and potentially to the mountain range on the other side. But you notice that as you make progress and you're no longer moving in circles, the fog gets a little thicker in the air and your beasts get more restless 
almost as though trepidatious of a danger they are walking towards. Their anxiety increases until finally nameless, yours comes to halt, kind of looking up at you almost pleadingly, um, trying to like look to you for comfort as the alpha. <laughs> the beasts sense something ahead, a danger. They're normally very brave beasts, and something is frightening even them. We should perhaps scout ahead. Mm. I mean, we can proceed carefully, but I mean, if this is the way we gotta go, we gotta go this way, right? We, we're getting closer to our goal, but I worry we're maybe heading into battle. This may be the last opportunity to rest before we go into possibly battle. Is, is this your way of saying you'd like a little rest? Because that's okay. No judgment. I am fine, but the two I of you seem rather, seem rather hurt. Why don't, why don't we rest? Because I require it. How about that? And I need the rest. He, he so let's needs sit down. Rest. He I see what he's doing the there. You see what he's doing there? He's being nice. Because you're too stubborn to say that you're tired. <laughs> I never tire. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? How is it? Since you're never tired, why don't you take first watch? I don't sleep. I close my eyes and wait. Oh my god. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I'm going to get some sleep. I'm going to start setting up camp. How long do you want to rest here? Long time? Or short amount of time? Rest longly. I've never heard anybody say it that way before. Rest About eight hours or so. Let's just all get a nice long sleep. Alright, sounds great. Little goes to start to set up like this little bed roll and stuff and find a uh, decent spot that's somewhat um, sheltered by either natural means. Yeah. Um... As you try to like sort of find shelter in the amongst like the rock with this like heavy fog kind of surrounding you, you find that like although you enjoy the benefits of a short rest, rest does not find you in the typical sense. You see visions in the fog, you hear the sounds of battle echoing around you, but when you go to investigate, there's nothing there. Occasionally, the mist hanging around you, Gawked, forms like a hand kind of beckoning to you and then disappears, falling into undulating waves once again. And the fog grows thicker and thicker. You hear the beast's restless grunts, and at some point, they begin to like almost cry or whinny in fear. You see waking nightmares, Blibble, reflected in the fog. 
you see visions of battles lost and won, of creatures dying and living, kind of in endless cycles. And when you open your eyes to shake yourself from the dream, you realize your eyes are already open. As you're waking and like your conscious and subconscious states kind of begin to meld into one. Nameless, give me a perception check. Crit. Crit, hey. <laughs> you notice it first, something near where your beasts are resting. And with that crit, you know your beasts are about to bolt as something, a predator is upon them. You get the chance to do something before they take off. I will attempt to stop them, um, prevent, prevent them from running away and standing between the beast and them to try to calm them down. Yeah. Give me a... This can be animal handling or intimidation. If you're trying to like, I guess like you can do so with advantage since you're interposing your body between the two. Okay, I will do intimidation. Yeah, 17. Another crit. Yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With advantage, it's a crit. That's three crits in a row. In a row. In a row. <laughs> yeah. Not only do they not run, they actually stand behind you, uh, almost like kind of reinforcing you a little bit, but also like emboldened by your presence. And in front of you, you see emerging from the mist, a cloaked figure, its eyes like hollows, its mouth an empty, vacant maw. And you hear a hollow breath rattling in its chest as it moves forward on all fours. I will shout to my companions to warn them that danger is coming and prepare myself for battle. Drawing my sword. Well, uh, for initiative. <laughs> as a matter of housekeeping, do we get mm -hmm. the benefits of our rest and restore our health? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wonderful. It was just a, yeah, 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 yeah. You still enjoy the benefits of, a, of the rest. It's just, you know, it was flavor that you don't e actually sleep. Yeah. You try to sleep, but it was unpleasant. So I go back to full health. Is that what I do? Um, so on a short, wait, you took a short rest, right? Or was it I a long we rest? A long rest. Okay, if you do a long rest, yeah, you get to reset everything. This also means it is now nighttime, which makes a difference for me. Oh, cool. So long rest then? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. So now it's nighttime. But now it's nighttime, yeah. We're going inside the cavern at nighttime. There's some bonuses to this, though. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, dun, dun, dun. Okay. 
And then, oh yeah, so go ahead and roll for initiative now that you've reset your character sheets. Uh, we all roll? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, um, Nameless did warn all of you that there was danger here. Okay, and then Bertha gets a plus three and advantage on initiative rolls. So 16. Then this is also a plus three. Oof. It looks like our strange cloaked enemy goes first. Um, <clears throat> all right. Since you are the closest to it, Nameless, this creature moves forward with these long arms that jut out in like sort of at these odd angles from a torso that is wrapped in filthy fabric you see the spinal column almost jutting from this, like underneath the fabric. And you see the skin that is pulled taut over bones that have, have become unnaturally warped in some way. Mangled hands reach out to you. Make a constitution save. Nine. Nine. Oh, wait. Oh, I did that wrong. Because it didn't actually roll it. There we go. Oh, wow. I rolled pretty high. You take 18 points of necrotic damage as it pulls its cloak back and these two voids gaze at you. You feel your flesh wither before it as it slowly then slumps forward, moving with a slow but determined, like, uh, gait its mouth growing ever wider as though it's seeking to devour you. It is Bertha's turn now. Um, Bertha is going to rage. <laughs> she uses her bonus action to rage and then let's see. Ah, here we go. Okay, so she can do that on her reaction. Um, I think she is going to just try to attack it. How many attacks does she have? Da, 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 da. Okay, she gets two attacks. I'm going to just roll this in the second window because it's so much easier. Um, I have too many tabs open. So she attacks twice with her hand axes. Uh, the first one is a nine that misses. The second one is a dirty 20 that hits for a total of seven damage plus rage. So for a total of nine damage, you see the axe kind of come down. The creature moves out of the way of the first one and it catches underneath its cloak. But the second one connects. You notice 
that as it connects, its efficacy is greatly reduced as her weapons no longer are imbued with the magic aura that they were when she was still alive. It is your turn, Blibble. <clears throat> okay. Um, where is this thing in relation to us? I, it, am I supposed to be seeing stuff on the map? In, see us in the <laughs> I, have, I have a map, but you don't have character tokens yet, so I didn't set it up. Um, but you are about uh, 15 feet. Actually, let's just go ahead and switch over to the map real quick. Um, and we can use placeholder tokens just for... Uh-huh. Just for um, so our enemy. But if we drag is, our tokens on there, it doesn't work. Your token will work, but I don't think that um, everyone has tokens yet. <sighs> so in my mind, when you said you were looking for like a natural place to rest, I was thinking it would be here, like in this little canyon. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and then. Uh, let me actually move this to the token layer. There we go. This is where our enemy has kind of come lurking up out of the darkness. Actually, I'm going to make it a little bigger because you can't really see. Yeah. So the two of you were camping back there, and this thing is currently embroiled in combat. Like, I want to say like here because it came out of... It came out of this gloom and doom over here. And then we have. Um, click on the little characters. You just click on your name and drag it. And it'll, it gives you a token. Oh, yeah. Because we assigned tokens yeah. last time. Yeah. 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 That's what I did. I just clicked and dragged it. I don't see. And we'll say though. this is. This is Bertha. <laughs> Looks like a Bertha. Yeah. Oh, there's Okay, nameless. perfect. Cool. And there's nameless. Awesome. So yeah, you you're about you're about thirty feet away. Okay. Um was <coughs> going to move up towards this rock here. Um, can, can I occupy this space right here? Because there's kind of like a little crevasse there, like a little. You can little definitely occupy that space. Um, it will give you half cover if you do so. Cool. Um, you might want to like use your attack and then the move thing, behind yeah. it, just so you have go LOS. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's why I was uh, checking the the line of sight there. All right, um, Blibble is going to cast Hex on the cloaked whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then um, after doing so, he will move back behind this rock area thing and attempt to hide. Okay. As is his nature. Uh, and I'll roll stealth for you. That is a 10. A 10 on the stealth check. Um, I'm just looking at something. You know Hex is a bonus action, right? Is it? Yeah. So you can bonus action Hex and then stall Eldritch Blast on the same turn. Oh, shit. I didn't realize that. 
Mm-hmm. I thought I had to hex and then wait around and then. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. you can you can bonus action hex and then use your okay, well, attack to. We can still Unless I'm totally wrong. <laughs> right. It says bonus right. action. One bonus yeah. action. Yeah, so you won't be able to hide on this turn because as a goblin, I think you can use a bonus action to use stealth. That's, that's what I think it is. Okay, so that's what it was. Yeah, so your, your bonus action has been used for hex, but you still have your action. Now, you can use your action to hide. Now, nah, we'll that's, just, we'll just try to dump some damage. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll dump some damage. That's where it was. There was, a, there was a block somewhere in there that I remember, and that's what it was. It wasn't that I... Hex wasn't... Yeah, you we got there. Like, uh, yeah, you're fine. I'm gonna do a agonizing blast of uh, eldritch nature. Mm-hmm. And I should be able to get two. Ooh, of you. that's a crit, uh, boy. That's a crit. Yeah, go ahead and roll crit damage. All righty. Um, boom. So that's not great damage wise, but what is it? We gotta roll more for was it one d six or some shit like that for agonizing. I'm scrolling. Um, it's your, I believe you it's add your, your charisma you get to modifier. add your charisma modifier. Yeah. That's another four on top. So nine total force damage. And then nine. I crackle off that um, beam of energy uh, towards, towards we the We also beast. have your hex damage on that. That's true. Yeah, quickly I forget so this it's, shit. <laughs> it's okay. So it's nine plus a d6 from your Hex. See, I knew there was a D6 in there. Mm-hmm. Ooh, for an additional six, six damage. Okay. Uh-huh. And then you have one more beam of your Eldritch Blast. That's right. Um, little cocks back, brings his hands to fire another one and charges up the blast and releases. Hopefully hitting. It's a 14. Miss. Yeah, miss. the first the first Eldritch Blast goes piercing through the fog. It makes contact, and the impact of it makes this creature reel. Because it reels, the second blast goes over its head as like you kind of fail to account for that, for that um, you know, how how massive the first blow was. Yeah. Nameless, you're up. Um, Nameless will f- first as a bonus action. I'm going to use a second wind to heal. For 10 HP. Perfect. And then I will make an attack. And miss with a nine. Um, perfect. So, yeah, as your axe comes down or your sword comes down, um, something happens. The creature shift its shifts its eyes at you again. Um, because you're within thirty feet of it. Yes, yes, yes. So, make another Constitution save. Okay. Uh, 13. 13. You are able to hold strong, but you contemplate your own death as these hollows gaze at you once again. Would you like to move? Or is that it for your turn? Uh, that'll be it for my turn. 
Gawkhead, you're up. Well, um, I don't even know if I can do this or not, but uh, being that I'm necromatic and I'm slightly undead myself, would I know that this is an undead thing? Give me an arcana check. Or if you're using an ability like detect undead, um, let me know what the ability is. I don't have undead. Uh, Detect undead. I do have a spell that I was contemplating using called Calm Undead. Oh, on this thing. okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead and click on it so that it outputs the um, description. Right. Uh, There's like the little chat bubble on the spell. Oop. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Only mindless and dead. Those with an intelligence score of two or less can be affected by this spell. The target must succeed on a charisma saving throw, becoming incapacitated on a failed save. So I will give you this. Um, let's see. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So I'm going to roll a charisma save. It has to beat a 14. It does not. As you, like, what does it look, what does it look like as you cast the spell, actually? I, I would just imagine Gawkhead just kind of reaching his bony fingers out and just, like, saying some unintelligible, you know, yeah, you know, stuff like that, and mm-hmm. then just, mm-hmm. it just kind of like a misty thing, maybe just affects it, I don't know. Yeah. As this mist kind of emits from your from you and envelops this creature, you see like its strange eye sockets become placid for a moment. You see the large twisted mouth begin to like close, and you see it almost like kind of enveloped in this soft, comforting light as it ceases attacking you, nameless. What would you like to do? Um, it's my turn. Um, actually, it is its turn, but Earth. it is oh. incapacitated. Yeah, and I believe it is incapacitated for the next ten rounds. Victory <laughs> 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 is ours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks if you would like to leave it like this and move away, you can. Like, this is really, like, in your court. Bertha kind of, like, looks back at Blibble and is like, Ugh! Like, like, you know, like, <laughs> The beast Blibble, looks at Gawkhead with, with uh, eyes that say, Papa? <laughs> it, is it dead, Gawkhead? It's uh, it's uh, t- technically it's undead. It's what it is, and uh, I have uh, t- calmed its aggressive nature. Whatever was uh, commanding it to do, what it is, it is now uh, completely docile, and we may uh, do as we will. Um, um Rocket, give me a history check. Straight. Boop. 
Yeah, you just know it's undead. You have no clue what this thing is. You haven't heard of it. You haven't seen it. It just looked like a creepy little guy. So your assumption that it was a creepy little guy, a creepy little undead guy was correct. But you don't know much more about this outside of that. Um, let's just leave this thing. We don't have to fight it. Let's leave. You could do that. It's not a problem. It'll just wander on its own after a while. How long do we have? Well, based on previous times that I have used this, we have a significant amount of time. And there's no rush. If you need to rest a little bit, we can. It'll just stay there. Not mind its own business. <laughs> for, for a minute. <laughs> Why would we fight a thing that we don't have to fight? Let's just leave. <laughs> well, if it comes alive in a minute, I don't know how far we could get away in that time. How well, fast alternatively, alternatively, you could just unleash holy hell upon it and not have to worry about any counterattacks, whatever you like. You could just go ahead and hack it to pieces if you like and have a good time with it. <laughs> Benefits of uh, Gawkhead, you're welcome. I will, Nameless will hold action, and if this thing comes mm-hmm. active again, he will attack it. Okay. Yeah. After you all kind of sit and talk, discuss this course of action, the beast stirs, and it is the beginning of your turn. <laughs> Nameless, you, do, you did hold your action, so you can 100% attack it as soon as it begins to stir. <laughs> okay. You should probably uh, have it deep. Probably a give hit. it a good whack or two. <laughs> uh, Fourteen damage. <laughs> this is so funny to me. <laughs> yeah, your great sword comes down as the creature is like just beginning to stir. Its eyes kind of blinking hollowly for a moment, and smack. Um, you make contact slashing through one of its like sort of wretched arms with these like bones jutting at strange angles and this flesh that is pulled taut over this emaciated body is that would you like to do anything else in your turn uh i will action surge and then hit it again amazing and roll to hit 18 18 for nine more damage for nine more damage. Yeah, as it's still stirring and kind of pulling itself from this like calmness that had enveloped it, you are able to make a second attack. The second one a little less effective than the first as it like reels back from the first hit. Gawkhead, you're up. Uh, I <laughs> am going to hit uh, first... Nameless, I well, I don't know if I should or not. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll do, uh, I'll fire a toll of the dead at it. There. Okay, perfect. I think it makes a constitution save? Or is it a wisdom save? Oh, here we go. Yeah. Wisdom save. Okay, so I and? click wisdom. Mm-hmm. Okay, so actually I will make the save. Oh, I almost typed that into Twitch chat. <laughs> 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 with a nine that's a failure but 
as your this like the sound of funeral bells fills the air around this creature and you see this necrotic energy kind of come flooding out of the spectral bell you've conjured Gawket, you notice the creature is unaffected by the necrotic damage it occurs to you as an undead expert that a lot of times the undead tend to be less affected by the same necrotic magics that would absolutely ravage the flesh of a living creature. Try to fight fire Whoa. with fire. Mm-hmm. Like the it fire is the cloak figure's turn. It's going to use its bonus action to sort of conjure this aura around it. As it does, you feel like the the warmth kind of sucked out of the air. You feel like the sound of, of nature and birds around you kind of become quieter as it brings on this aura of annihilation. And then it is going to reach out that fist and try to hit you, Nameless. And let's see. For a, a 23 on the die, I'm assuming that hits. Yeah, definitely. And then it's going to be... Oh. So you take four bludgeoning damage and then an additional six necrotic damage as the claw rakes across your shoulder and chest, you know, as, as it connects, you, you know, the first pain of impact, you know, you, you definitely feel it, but then you see like your flesh begin to peel back and rot with a rapidity that disturbs you. Um, then it is Bertha's turn. Is it, um, like she has got to make... Skipped. Uh, no. You're after Bertha because it was the nameless held action for the creature to stir. The creature stirred and then nameless hit it. Okay. So we would just, yeah, yeah. We technically did skip around in that we were, everybody was just like, I think like, it's throwing me off because Gawkhead did his thing. <laughs> yeah, and nobody did, did anything his, for a round. Again. Yeah, so it like threw me yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little. There was a little bit of like, what do we do? Do we just sit here? <laughs> um, okay, so she's gonna make a con save. Uh, oh, that's a plus seven. Uh, only for a total of nine because it's a two on the die. Um, if the but that's okay. So it's a two on the die plus seven nine. Okay, that's it's important to know how much you fail by. Um, I'm reading. Actually. No, no, no. We're good. We're good. Sorry, sorry. So as the eyes bore into birthday, you see her grab her head and scream as she remembers. As she like sort of is forced to recall and remember um, her friends like like attacking, being attacked by this dragon and she's forced to recall her own death. Um, you see a little blood begin to like come out of her nose, 
but she still holds strong despite the psychic onslaught. Then she strikes back in a rage with a 24 and a 18, both hitting for 12 damage. But as, you know, actually I'm going to say nameless because you're right next to her. You see that as she's like, like jing and hacking away at this creature, you notice her axes are not finding purchase. Like, like even though they're hitting their mark, they are working with reduced efficacy. In fact, as she strikes out, you see the flesh kind of knit back together, almost like a pudding as she strikes out with it. Blibble. Oh, and then she ends her turn within this creature's dread aura. And you notice her flesh begin to blacken and crack at the edges. Blibble, you're up. Now, Blibble, very important. On your last turn, did you retreat back behind the rock? And did you just like uh, forget to move your character token? Oh, you're muted. Or is, um, wait, can everyone else? Yeah, I was meant to, oh, no, no, no. I was okay. meant to go back behind the rock. I was going to hide, remember, but then I, we found out that I couldn't, mm -hmm. but the, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. behind the rock. You are, you are behind the rock. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's good to know. Um, in my turn? It is your turn. Yes. A mechanical drone comes out through the fog. <laughs> I wonder if it's other beasties lurking about. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> okay. Um, then Blibble will probably rinse and repeat, do what he did before, and, and, and pop out to fire off a, uh, another agonizing blast. Okay, roll to hit. You need to beat a 15. So the first one is a Nine, miss. First one does not hit. And the second one. Eh, 17. 17. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. Fantastic. <laughs> four plus uh, another plus four, your, which is eight. Yeah. Plus. Plus your hex damage. Yeah. Let me roll for. Ooh, Ooh, another six. Rolling them D6s is nice. Yeah. And then uh, as the first Eldritch Blast like goes wide, you see it like turn and kind of hiss at you. And the second one collides directly with its face, truly dealing like a decisive blow. I'm just What are you doing that for? I was just I was just seeing who was within 30 feet. That's all. Right. Yeah, totally. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, is that your turn? Gonna move, yeah, you're going to move back behind the, the rock. Um, as you end your turn, still within this like death aura of the creature, you take five points. Actually, I, I, I meant damage. that I was, I was going to do. I was gonna... <laughs> yeah, you just take five points of necrotic damage as like you feel your flesh begin to like peel away from the bone and you start to feel like death overtake you. It's just like Maybe uh it is your turn. Give me a 
constitution save as the creature bores its like death deathly eyes down upon you again. Eight. An eight. Uh oh. Okay, so it's really you are filled with images of your village dying, of you being cast out in shame, of your weakness being the reason that your party perishes here today. And I believe you are knocked unconscious. I actually will use my restless endurance (gasps) as an orc to get pissed off. (laughs) Get pissed off. Yes. So I instead go to one HP, mm-hmm. and now I'm fucking furious that it would put that image in my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is your turn. All right. Uh, first, I'm going to bonus action um, use my um, fighting spirit to give myself five temporary hit points. An advantage mm-hmm. on the next attack roll. And Amazing. I swing for 13 enough. As you swing, the creature ducks underneath your axe. Is that with advantage? Yes, yeah. it is with advantage. Fortunately. And that um, will be the end of my turn. As you end your turn within this creature's dread aura, you take five points of necrotic damage, so it's a good thing you used your fighting spirit. So you're still up with one hit point. Gawkhead, you see this creature still part of its, like, pudding-like skull missing from the decisive blow Blibble dealt to it. It is, like, for all intents and purposes, it is weak on its feet, but still intent on devouring these two half-orcs in front of it. What do you do? Uh, the first thing I'm going to do is cast, um, I guess it's Healing Word on Nameless. Amazing. I think, uh, let's see, boop, I want to put in there. Yeah, Healing Word, there we go. Uh, what the hell do I roll for? Uh, so you, what? yeah, you roll a d4 and then your spellcasting ability modifier. And for you, that is, let me just double check here. Da-da. For you, that is um, your wisdom, so it's going to be a plus four. So you get 1d4 plus four. How do I roll the 1d4? Is that something I type out? Um, yeah, you can. You can just, or, or I think if you look at the healing word spell underneath your hit point block, if you click on the damage slash type, it should just roll it for you on the very first core page that you have. So if you look here, I'm going to try to pull yeah. it up for you. If you look on the core page and then um, underneath your attacks, you also have healing word there and you can l- click on that and it should roll. There you go. Perfect. So that just- brings us up seven HP. Um, Gawket, as you look over to Nameless and you cast this healing word, 
the creature makes eye contact with you looking past like like you almost like for a moment look past nameless and make eye contact with this creature give me a con save what Oh no! Hold on a second. Uh, Pay attention to my background. Nice. (laughs) Red alert. Failing. If the failing throw fails by five or more, just as the healing word goes off, nameless, Gawked, you're looking at nameless, and then you lock eyes with this creature just over nameless's shoulder, and for a moment you see your own face decayed the rot having taken hold the curse having taken your bones and you see the hollows in your own eyes and realize you are looking into a mirror and because you got a nat one you drop to zero hit points oh Uh, I guess Gawkhead just kind of sees he doesn't like mirrors and he sees himself and then the reality of what he looks like and and all that stuff just kind of you know kind of you know takes him to a I don't know like a like a like a a thousand yard stare that you see uh, in those war movies and stuff you know the guys it's kind of like it's kind of frozen in time there for uh, for a bit and Mm -hmm. oh my body is decaying Rapidly. It is the creature's turn. Seeing that Nameless is weak on its feet, it now instead turns its gaze to this barbarian that is pummeling away at it. Um, You see its gaze narrow as it uses withering gaze. Just to make a con save. Actually, pretty good at these though. A seven. Yeah. Um, but she holds strong as the creature, but you see her flesh blacken. As even though she holds her, I keep doing that wrong. There we go. As even though the creature tries to like terrify her, her resolve does not waver even though her flesh does. You begin to see that necrosis that was beginning to take hold on her arm creep up towards her elbow, the flesh blackening and kind of beginning to ooze and pus as it does so. I think that is its turn. Should have ran. <laughs> um, Bertha has to start with the same con save. Okay, she does, avoiding the sort of nightmarish visions this creature is trying to accost her with. She's then going to strike twice with the hand axes. Uh, with a miss and then a hit. But once again, Nameless, you note that as her axes are doing their best to tear away at this creature, and although she's doing damage, the creature seems 
to be minorly affected by these mundane axes compared to the magics that were kind of like ripping it apart when Blibble was like sort of accosting it with his force magic. Um, as she ends her turn, still within the aura, you see her flesh begin to like peel back again. This time it goes up to the shoulder as she takes five more necrotic damage. Blibble, you're up. Okay. Blibble's uh, going to pop out from the from behind the rock here and in doing so cast cast a look over to uh the gawkhead and realizes in regards that he's down like oh shit <laughs> quickly surmises he'll be all right for a little bit he's just down doesn't look like he's too too worse for other than just being knocked out and then refocuses back on combat uh to try to support nameless and bertha and mm-hmm. he will blast off another agonizing blast. That is a 20. 20. Perfect. That's a hit. Go ahead and roll damage. For six force plus four. Okay. Ten. And then we roll. I realize I probably should have been making you roll for this as well. Give me a constitution saving throw as your yeah, no, but no, because no, because I'm behind the rock. I was behind the rock. See, the thing though is, but are are you looking at the bodak? No, not when he's behind the rock because he's attempting to hide. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, that's why. That that's why. Also, he like when he pops out behind the the rock. That's mm-hmm. very intentional. Like survey the situation. All right, all right. I'll give it to you. Blibble literally tries to hide every single time. No, 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 that's why I didn't didn't make you roll. With six damage, I'll say this. It's enough. It only had three hit points left. I'm going to roll the extra six anyways. Woo! Five more. (laughs) As the Eldritch Blast comes swinging out, the head like sort of snaps back at an unnatural angle and the creature falls dead. Giving you all 2300 experience points. Woo. Little Caesar Whoa. die and goes, Take that, bitch. <laughs> then he immediately goes over to Gokhead. Uh, <laughs> he goes over to like stabilize him and, like, and help him. Mm-hmm. There's like a slight hesitance before he touches him, like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, he ain't, he's just a companion, all right? It's not like my, like, childhood chum or something like that. <laughs> Guy's looking gross, even more gross than before. He was hitting nec- with necrotic damage. Uh, eh, that's all I can really muster right now, because I don't know what the hell's going on. You stabilize him using, what, do you spare the dying? Yeah. You stabilize him. Gawkhead, your eyes flutter open and you see the faces of your companions around you. Mm. Did we survive? I guess we did. No. You're dead. (laughs) Thank you for your heels. Well, okay. I don't know what that was. That was some powerful uh, undead action. Whatever that thing is. I don't know what it is. But it was very strong. You see yeah. Bertha kind of like examining the corpse. 
And you see that she's like a little disturbed. And she was like, there are probably more. This is a Bodak. What's a Bodak? That's a Bodak. These are twisted beings that spread death everywhere they go. They worship death. They revere it. And they are indentured servants of the great reaper. The one that seeks to take us all. But not to the afterlife. To the abyss below. These things remember small pieces of what they were before they devoted themselves to this dark entity. And you notice, like, as with shaking hands, she pulls a guild symbol from its cloak. She tosses it to you, Blibble. Grabs it. Looks at it. This is one of the people that I was traveling with. That's why it sought oh. us out. I, oh. <sighs> I may have dropped this that. evil upon us. That's terrible. I, I, I thought maybe, I was hoping that it was actually the way we just killed the dragon. Bones would be wide open. <laughs> Sucks, yeah. Not a dragon. Well, I don't know what that, what an, do you know what an undead dragon spirit looks like? I don't know. I just thought maybe it looked kind of, it was kind of I mean, probably a little more, like, larger, I would imagine. Still kind know. of like, you they, know. Yeah, I mean, you know, is this nameless spirit going to look like a giant spirit? Or is it going to just be like a small little thing? You don't know. I mean, who knows? But, I, you know, it's not. Anyway, that's beside the point. That's terrible about your friend there. That's awful. Uh, no, my spirit would be no big and handsome. Yeah. This is no spirit, friends. This is flesh twisted in the worship right. of yes, a of course. entity yeah. that they did not worship while they were alive. I can only imagine they were desperate to turn to the abyss <clears throat> in their effort to avoid dying the way I did. I think they've fallen fate to something much worse. Right. Cool. But there, yes. there was more than one in my party. How many so more? We can... Well, three. If all three, three were to come upon us at the same time, I don't think we would be able to take them. Oh, I agree. <laughs> we must tread carefully. Secretly, we must make it to Ronia's teeth. Uh, these creatures are weak to sunlight. We've tarried in this canyon too long. We must find right. a way to survive or make it out of here by dawn. Godcad, do you want to maybe? Uh, you're not looking so great. You, you too, late, nameless. You might want to do something to patch yourselves up a little bit there. 
This is where I don't understand. Am I allowed to just cast healing word on myself a million times? Like, what, what what's the rules on that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's according to like how many spell slots you have. Uh, um, yeah, it looks like so, I got a ton. So you do, you do have quite a bit as a cleric. Um, <laughs> oh, spell slots. Okay, so I got two, two advanced ones, four. You could also take a short rest and expend hit die to heal. That would be another option. I mean, it seems logical that we would take a short rest right now. Like, if we're, we're messed up. <laughs> yeah. As yes. the party nervously tries to recover from this grueling battle, filled with the dread that there are not only more of these things, but three more lurking somewhere on the path ahead. That'll be where we take our first break. Uh, get up, stretch your legs, get some water, chat. We'll be right back after this quick break with some more Last Call for Adventure. Yay! You enjoy the benefits of a short rest and realize that your encounter with the Bodak has left you with some new abilities as two members of our party level up to level four. The idea of there being more of these creatures in the cairns around you is unsettling, but you have no choice but to bind your wounds and gird your loins for the journey ahead. Heeding Bertha's words that you either have to make your way out or shore up your defenses until dawn, you contemplate the best course of action. Your cloven-hoofed beasts that have borne you thus far are still here with you, although they are also rattled by the harrowing encounter with this strange undead that crept from the shadows and attacked all of you. The smell of grave dust clings to all of you and the contemplation of your own mortality, as even though this aura of dread has passed with the Bodak's defeat you're still sort of haunted by feelings of what it was like when it was alive the fog is still rolling in in waves and you occasionally hear the squawking of birds and other beasts around you as that eerie stillness that had taken hold in the canyon with the bodox appearance begins to recede and the world goes back a little bit more to normal. Well, Blibble, what now? Why are you asking me? I thought you was, um, you know, you were the supervisor, clearly. Certainly, but uh, you're still the guild uh, representative, so... What is our task at hand? Don't you forget it. Just because you got gold already. All right? Listen. Remember who had to save you, all right? In that whole scary encounter. What was that? I thought you had it under control. And then and then all of a sudden, it wasn't. Don't you have, like, that should have been like your pet. But do you have some kind of passive aggressiveness that anytime somebody asks you a question, you gotta find some kind of defensive? Th I'm asking what the plan I mean, passive is. Passive aggression. This is active do. aggression. 
passive aggression is if I'm like, well, I suppose somebody did something wrong. I'm not, no names, I guess. That's passive. Active aggression is, hey, fucko, this is supposed to be your wheelhouse. Anyways, yeah, let's move on. Our mission, yes. Uh, we got to get to the, the mining uh, camp. Got to go further. Plus, we don't want to be here anymore in this fog and dark mist. One seems like it's stomping grounds now for former uh, compatriots that she, uh, you know, went forth with. And um, we got to go. Towards the sunlight, out of this place. We must move quickly. The beasts are becoming unrestless. No, in my personal sure. opinion, in my experience, we should probably follow the beasts, huh? Because they will probably take us away from the scary things. It's what we were doing before, but I think it was just unavoidable, this part, you know? So I say we go back to trusting the animal instincts that they'll get us out of here. And you can guide them, Nameless, right? I mean, that's what you do. I can try, but we must move quickly. We are in danger every moment we wait. <clears throat> Alright, well, let's go. Let's mount up. Do we oh, have a plan um, for how to avoid detection birth? from these creatures? Ride fast and hard? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if my list of spells, I ain't got a damn thing I could... <laughs> That's going to help us with being sneaky. <laughs> the um, options are either go slow and, you know, uh, be stealthy or go fast. So, <coughs> Yeah. She kind of nods to herself and then says, um, I don't suppose I could ride with you, Blibble, being the smallest in stature. Yeah, that's fine. It makes sense. You know, probably balance out the weight anyways. Might even ride better. Stop mm. bucking me around. I keep getting thrown around the whole goddamn time. And uh, still raging from like this, this horrible visage of her former companion that she has been subject to. She like sits down on the beast behind you still sweating muscles still rippling kind of ready for a fight and you see now as she sits atop this <coughs> sorry chat recovering from con cred <laughs> <laughs> as she sits atop this this massive luftam you see like an aura kind of surrounding her at first it looks like her. It just looks like another reflection of her coming off of her in different pastel colors. But as you look closer, you notice it is a number of different orcs that kind of surround her. You see flashes of them coming off of her like an aura in different colors, different people that kind of ride with her. And then, Blibble, you feel like a hand on your shoulder as though these same ancestral spirits are also now protecting you. 
The little girl's, ah, ah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice. I don't think Blibble says anything about it. He just kind of like regards that and has an understanding that there's some sort of aura and, and uh, presence about her that apparently he, he now is getting that boon as well, being in close proximity. Um, yeah. Um, I also realized that the Bodak should have, you should have gotten resistance to the damage, Dan, because uh, she attacked it. Uh, no, she her her ability is like she can she has like uh, ancestral guardians that help her party, uh-huh. and so oh, we all like, should have hmm. got resistance. No, it's know just something? the next person. Now, it's you want to know something else too? What, I'm a what? big stupid because I got a ring that gives me a one plus one resistance to necro stuff. You do? Yeah, I didn't take much damage though, so it doesn't matter. I never take much damage because I'm fucking dope. <clears throat> And I thought I was yeah. the new player, you know, you know, Dan? Yeah. I thought I was the new one here. Yeah. yeah Listen, Max, what about your one of my worst, <laughs> One of my worst things is it biggest weaknesses for me as a D and D player. I don't fucking know what's on this goddamn sheet. It gets to a certain <laughs> point where I remember no, the basics and, and the stuff that really core matters. And a lot of this other shit just mm-hmm. falls to the wayside. That's the least interesting part about D and D to me. Like mm-hmm. I like the benefits that come from it. But it's like, you know, the whole trying to make sure I don't want to do my fucking inventory and shit. Like, I think my thing is I I am so focused on the monsters in combat. I forget that, like all the things your companions can do. I've only just 100%. figured out how to play Marin be, when yeah, I, when because and the reason Marin works is because y'all needed a healer when she was introduced into the party. Uh-huh. But for the longest time, I was like, I don't really know what to do with this character. And then I realized she has mm. two attacks and she has all these things she could do. And I was yeah. like, well, yeah, I've always viewed D&D stuff like that. Like, as long as you're getting the core stuff that really is important, right? Mm. All the extra stuff. Sure. Try your best to remember everything and, and get yeah. all of your, your stuff. But I've never been a player who's like hyper focused on the min max stuff is that to mm. me is less interesting than just pushing forward and staying focused and present. Some players can do that. You know, and and know everything about everything with their character, uh, and every bit of of information and, and gear they have. And I would never. That's the thing too. Is like I want to do be a DM sometimes too, and try that out. But I know Shit. I ain't gonna track everybody's stuff. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna be like, listen, y'all track your own shit. <laughs> I have a thousand hit points now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a million hit points. Um, I want you to play one game with Chris Perkins, Max, and you'll never say I'm a mean DM again. Because no, I, I don't think only recently DM. played I recently played my first game with Chris Perkins and he did the most savage shit I've ever seen because Jerry, God bless Jerry Holkins, rolled a one and he was like, but I'm a I'm a Warderman cleric, so I channel my divinity and that adds a ten and then I have my war mall and that adds a one and that makes it a fifteen. And Perkins was like listening and he was like Right, but a natural one always misses, so it misses. And I was like, oh, like he waited for him to like add all of his bonus. He waited, he waited, and he waited, and he was talking for like five minutes, and he was like, but a natural one always misses, so that doesn't do anything. And I was like, I personally, I would have thrown myself off the stage. I would have. That's true, though. A natural one does miss. You rolled yeah, in that I one. Stopped before someone started uh, uh, channeling to be like, wait, wait, wait. A natural one always misses. So I don't know if you want to channel your divinity on this one. And instead, he just sat there and listened. 
to Jerry blow everything. And he was like, yeah, cool story. You still miss. Um, anyways, and I was just like. <laughs> like, I, I have a coupon for this. And I have this. And it's also, I have this. There's this special that I can redeem here for this. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. So that's like $50 off. Yeah, these are all expired. So that doesn't actually do anything. It's going to be yeah. $300. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even expired. It was like Perkins was like, this is a Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are for Taco Bell. Yeah, exactly. That would be more appropriate. Yeah, yeah. these uh, are actually for a JC Penny. <laughs> this is a Macy's. <laughs> like, get out, get out of the store. Anyways, <clears throat> sorry, sorry, sorry. Sidetrack. So, uh, little housekeeping. What was the uh, yes. experience points before I forget? Um, twenty three hundred. Twenty three. Ooh. Fuck yeah. So, do we? Add, do we with that twenty three hundred? Do we add that to that eighteen hundred that we had? I had before. Yes. Is that what I do? I've been. Multiply it. Yes. Mm-hmm. For what some reason, your sheet is like glitched. I had, I had this. So I had crew three is nine hundred XP away from level four. So you should be level four plus four hundred XP. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know, know what the math on that works out to. And then I had Blibble it, as sixty six hundred away from level six. I just that, added on That's top. what I have in my notes. I don't have your exp total. I'll have I just to trust have you how many because... you were away. I don't know because, yeah. like, right? This my experience points thing isn't updating. It still says I I need twenty seven thousand to to level up because I think it thinks I don't know. You mean twenty seven hundred? Twenty seven thousand? Twenty seven hundred? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I always screw up my. Notes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my stuff's accurate. I just add it whenever you give me the experience, and, and this is the only this is the first experience we've gotten since firing fighting the fight wisps or the fire wisps. So I'm at nine thousand seven hundred fifty. Hmm. At four thousand one hundred, I think. <laughs> I'll do some math. I'll do some math and figure it out. Yeah, I don't know. Double check it off stream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But tough fight means good means good exp. Yeah. Don't worry, um, guys. Next fight, I'm just gonna call him undead forever. Okay, that's all I'll do. <laughs> just continue to cast it. <laughs> just constantly. Yeah. Actually. Bertha remarks on that as you're sitting kind of contemplating the way forward. Um, her spirit's kind of like putting a protective hand over Blibble as they like are coming off of her in these iridescent waves. And she says to you, Gawkhead, she says, do you think if we come across one or two of these, you could pacify them so that we may be able to pass unscathed? Well, it worked last time. I don't see why I can't just keep trying. I mean, it you know, takes a little bit out of me, and it is quite the feat of uh, necromatic powers. But I'll give it a shot again, of course. Mm. For these people to have fallen to such a fate, <sighs> I I knew my party, and they were not Worshippers of the Reaper. For them to... For them to be twisted in this way. And yet, as we stood in its presence, I also felt this sort of hold of death try to take a hold of my heart. It was almost as though I wanted to embrace it, but... 
my rage kept me strong in my belief. Cannot help but feel that this spread like an epidemic. And it makes me worry for the people of your blacksmithing camp that you spoke of. I wonder if the same fate may has befallen them. Hopefully not. I mean, I know there's something going on there, but hopefully it's not a whole bunch of these things running around. We'd be vastly outnumbered. Hmm. Yes. It doesn't seem like you have much of a choice. Uh, once it uh, sets its gaze on you, it taps into your worst fear. And what do you fear, Gawken? I, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know uh, if it's pertinent in the conversation. I don't know, but I don't particularly enjoy uh, mirrors for obvious reasons. Hmm. This creature it uh, conjured a mirror for you. In a way, yes, it had me look at myself and my, uh, and my current circumstance. Hmm. Do you see yourself in these cursed, wretched beings? Well, I don't see myself in them as that I am one of them. I'm very much a living being. But they were trying to, uh, play with mind tricks on me. Remind me that I decay. Hmm. Speaking of which, um, you might want to lube up. I uh, starting to smell a little ripe there. <laughs> I beg your pardon. I keep myself very moisturized as you, uh, you're uh, smelling you, something else. I mean... You haven't had the time really to lube up here. We've been fighting and stuff, and I feel like some of it's probably been a little neglected. So, I mean, you don't have to, but just as a courtesy for the rest of the group here, maybe just reapply. I beg your pardon. You don't watch me while we slumber. You don't know what I'm doing. Maybe you missed a spot. That's all I'm saying. Smelling a little ripe. We did deal with flowers that are undeath, and you've dealt with Things with tentacles of undeath, could it be possibly one of those? No, you could. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to say, I'm trying to trying to spare you. You know, even if it's like if I saw Nameless and he had a bunch of like food all up in his face that he missed, I'd tell him about it. It's the same thing, except uh, you smell. I have food on my face. No, 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 you're good. But I would tell you, even if it made you embarrassed, because I'd rather you not walk around that way. If you smell too, I'd, you know, give me, give me here, let me smell you. Roll for smell. <laughs> <laughs> Ten and above, Dan, you smell good. And then give me a, a D20. <laughs> I got a four. Oh, God, yeah. You might want to check it. Maybe it's the beast is rubbing on you. Do you clean them often? Uh, maybe it's them, you know, because sometimes the fur can get the skin. Maybe they got a condition. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going to back up a few paces here. That is the smell of bravery. I'm surpri- not surprised you are 
unfamiliar with it. Yeah, I'm a coward. <sighs> Listen, if it means I don't have to smell like that, I guess I'm a coward. We're out here in the muck. We're not back home in the gloriousness of the city. We're out here traveling for fighting things that are trying to murder us. Cares about smell. I mean, I do. I'm literally telling you I care about smell. <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta smell like you just had a bath, but, uh, you know, if I'm already trying to stay focused when I'm do- doing spells and casting things, I don't want to lose my concentration because I got the smell of stinky asshole in my face. It is not time of my month. Ass. For- <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's not the time of my month for my bath. Mm. Hey, it's that not the time of this month, huh? You got to respect their cultures. There. I respect that. I don't have to like it. <laughs> the smell of unwashed ass affects your ability to cast spells. Do you well, smell a lot of ass? Especially if it's like combined with like rotting, mm. you know, ass. Mm. Are you very familiar with the smell of rot ass? Mm, Since being yes, around you, uh, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more experience. Yeah. <laughs> there are some uh, creatures I fought that uh, specialize in accosting the senses with horrible smells to throw people off their game. I mm. hope you never have to battle one of these creatures, Blibble, or your magics would be rendered completely ineffectual. I'm not saying that I can't st- can't operate. I'm just saying, given the you choice. Just said that, you just said that. You just said you can't cast spells when you're smelling that. No, I said it would be uh, slightly distracting. I could still do it. Mm. Mm. So anyway. <laughs> well, let us make our way. Let's all just, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not bathing anymore. You guys are going to smell everything. See if you like it. Kind of have to make do when you're out in the field. You know, sometimes it can be weeks between. Yeah, I know. I've adventured before. All right. I've been out. I've gone on, on guild missions before. All right. It's the most mousy person I've ever resurrected. Jeez. Me? I... <laughs> No offense was intended. I just, um, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't smell good either. It was really my own insecurity speaking. Mm. You know, when you've been buried and brought back to life, you probably don't smell amazing. All I'm trying to say is there's levels to this shit in terms of smell, just like everything. Obviously, we're out in the feet. This is stupid. Let's just keep moving. Let's keep moving. <laughs> I could just see a stupid ass conversation in some anime or something. <laughs> yeah. Your beasts are moving around like kind of they don't smell the greatest either. They're very woolly, very large, boar like creatures with multiple tusks and eyes. You know, do they smell bad? I don't I don't want to say that. Do they smell like a farm? Assuredly so. Yeah, that's fine. They move with a rumbling through, like kind of making their way in between these spires and cairns that jut out around you. 
you see shapes again in the fog as they try to like reach for you. Everyone give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh no. Ew, Wisdom. Boop. That's a five from Blibble, a nine from Nameless, and a 21 from Gokhead. With that 21, Gokhead, you see something that the others don't. You see a thin wisp of black smoke in the mist, in the fog. And you see two eyes wreathed in flame kind of appear. And you feel that hand that was healed, but with searing flame kind of like grow warm again. The eyes gesture to you from inside the fog. And you see a thin wisp of smoke come up and like beckon. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, or Gokhead will call out to Nameless and, and, uh, and, and gesture in that direction of where it's beckoning. Mm-hmm. And I will say to Nameless, this way, I can feel the sense that that's the direction we need to go. Why? I see nothing there. I've, I, I've said seen it. There, you know, like it's feel the necromatic powers and all that. It is that way we need to go. Well, fine. You go in front and lead us then. Well, hey, what's going I, on? I How do we slow down? down? I don't know. Do I, is it just going to do what I say if I just yeah, giddy up that way? Yes. It obey your will. Everything good up there? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Gokhead now starts steering in the direction of the beckoning hand. Blibble, you notice that the the sort of caravan that you've created is now veering off to the left instead of where your beast was originally kind of making a beeline for towards the right. Mm-hmm. You also yeah, notice we'll, Nameless kind of falls back in the formation and Gawkhead moves to the front of the pack. Says to Bertha riding with him, I guess Gawkhead's got, got a lead on something? I don't know. Hmm. Maybe he can sense some danger on the road to the right and we should go to the left. Maybe, yeah. I mean, he seems to be somewhat familiar and attuned to whatever these creatures are, you know, with his old about him. <laughs> He's bleh. Do not worry, little one. I'm with you. Thanks. That means a lot. And you move your beasts towards the road to the left. As you do, you begin to see like strange reflective light bouncing back and forth. And you realize some of the stone around you has that iridescent quality, almost like a labradorite, that was mentioned to you by Bertha before, but nothing quite like a split rock with light spilling from it. Nothing, nothing quite so lustrous 
but you begin to see small reflections in the stone kind of giving way to um, or giving you an indication of like a property of something that's inside these granite walls. As the as night truly kind of comes into its own and the witching hour begins to take hold of this area that you are in and you're biding your time carefully and slowly before dawn, you begin to hear like the, the animals other than like owls and stuff settle down for the night and the sounds of your creature's hooves become almost deafening as they are really the only sound in this canyon. They scrape along at a decent clip, but seem to echo the sound amplified by these stone walls around you. And after some time, you hear a voice in your mind, Gawkhead. Yes, yes, good. Bring him just a little further, and I promise you will get what you want, and the rest of your party can escape unscathed. I mean, Gawkhead's just, <laughs> sounds all right. <laughs> already shown that you can feel him. Mm-hmm. Getting his curse lifted is uh, paramount to him. So, uh, yeah. yeah, just keeps leading in the direction of whatever entity is guiding him where it wants him to go. He's going right for it. I will bring you to a safe place away from the clutches of the Reaper. I know Rhodes, even he doesn't dare tarry on. Mm-hmm. And you occasionally still see two red eyes kind of like flickering in and out in the path ahead of you. And we're just following the, I'm just following those red eyes. Okay. Everyone give me a perception check. Yeah, I was about to say, if, with all this getting spookier and, and, and whatnot, 16 from... Little Gawkhead with 13 and Nameless with a 6. Nameless with a 6. Nameless Gawkhead, you don't notice it. Blibble, you do. As you are the last in the pack, you begin to see one stone, then another, come rolling down a cairn to your left. You see a tall, column-like plinth on top of it. And you see it begin to shift, threatening to fall, threatening to potentially block you off from the rest of the party. What do you do? You're going to have to describe to me what a plinth is, because that's not a... Yeah, it's kind of like a big column. That's what I figured. Mm-hmm. So there's a column that's falling, basically. Looks like it's going to yeah, shift and fall. Yeah, you see like the, the base of it, which because it's like kind of stacked on these stones that get progressively smaller. And they kind of end in this like funeral monument that's made of marble. And Mm -hmm. you're seeing like the stones begin to crack and crumble beneath it. And as they do, this entire thing is kind of like shifting and swaying. Okay. Do I get a sense from this perception that I can (laughs) outrun it if I like perhaps uh, spur on the beasts? You could try to. It's something that's possible. It's within the realm of possibility. I I think that would be the... the, uh... That'd be this course of action. You take like the reins and be like, go faster. Come on. Yeah. Give me an animal handling. Yeah. Give me an animal handling check. God damn it. Okay. Well, hey, it's a 15. A 15. 
you are able to spur the beast forward. It moves as fast as it can. And as the plinth falls, it begins to like rear and get scared, but you are able to keep it on the path. Give me a deck save. 12. Um, as, it, as this like falls behind you, sending shards of rock everywhere, it clips the beast's tail, crushing it for just a moment. Um, the beast pulls itself free. You see the tail now kind of like hanging at a, at a bad angle as though it's been broken. The beast cries out in pain. Um, it bucks you off of its back and goes tearing into the darkness. But with that 12, you are able to land and also notice Bertha leaps off with you, kind of like bracing some of your fall with her body. And she's like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, God. Things started came out of nowhere. That. Could have crushed yeah, I know. us. Yeah, you see unfortunate your I thought. Like disappearing in the distance. And you hear Bertha call out, wait! But Gawkhead, you still see those red eyes like still beckoning you forward. He zoomed in on them red eyes. <laughs> His desperation of whatever promise of no longer being what he is is just got him completely focused right now. Mm -hmm. So he's just barreling on. Doesn't you're a bit a damn torn. Thing. You have half of your party tearing away in front of you. You hear Bertha's voice very faint behind you calling like, wait, and then you see, um, were you on Octavia, Blibble? Is this the names of the beasts? Yeah, there was Ichabod, Rend, and Octavia. Smallest of them. I think that was Octavia. Uh, Nameless, you see Octavia, like, gathering speed, kind of, like, drawing level with you. You see the broken tail. You see, like, she is terrified as she's, like, trying to get away. You hear the crash behind you, and you just see a cloud of dust kind of beginning to rise up against the fog that's hanging heavy in this canyon behind you. And like I said, you just hear a faint on the wind Bertha call, wait. Octavia. We don't hear you. We don't hear you, Dan. <laughs> Hold on. You hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, so... Seeing that my beast is in trouble, I pull on the reins to stop my current mount and then try my best to stop the other beast from charging. Um, get it her to try to stop and her um, as best as I can. Yeah, do you try to like physically stop her? I, sh I think I would shout to try to get her to stop first before yeah. trying anything physical. Give me um, an animal handling or intimidation as you try to like kind of scare her. Uh, for intimidation. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You notice like she's in too much pain. In fact, you notice like the dislocated tail in the back as like um, as your mount kind of slows down, she just like continues to tear past it towards what she perceives as safety. Um, then back up, I will try as she's coming toward me to grab her reins and try to stop her physically. Yeah. Give me an athletics check. 21. Yeah, 21, yeah. Boy. 
you make this look good. You're a, you're able to leap off of your mount onto Octavia, grab both of the reins, and stop her. She is still like, br- like she has labored breathing from the pain, and she's still startled. But she does stop barreling into the distance after Gawkhead. You see, Gawkhead's like silhouette gets smaller in the fog ahead. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> I will try to shout to him to stop um, to let him know that they're behind us and that he needs to come back. Cock it to you? <laughs> no! <laughs> he's so focused on the eyes! Oh, you know, no. he's, he's... The eyes! He <laughs> <laughs> healed his hand for crying out loud. This is uh, This is important to him. Yeah, you hear your voice kind of echoing through these stone halls laid out in front of you, nameless, but you don't see Gawkhead like even acknowledge the words. Continues at the same pace, the same clip, moving in a line ahead of you, rapidly disappearing as the curtains of fog envelop him. Well, furious, uh, but nameless goes back to um, the other party members to try to get them back on their mount uh, once he calms the Octavia down. So he heads back to the other party. Mm-hmm. Find He's... Bertha walking with Blibble, hand axes drawn. She looks very suspicious of her surroundings. Are either of you hurt? Uh, no, just dusty and feel a little silly. That, that, that big old column that came down, you, you were far ahead, you didn't see it, but I'm sure you heard it. I caught it just in time. We... You know, we hurried uh, Octavia forward and, and, and unfortunately clipped the back of her tail. Well, I managed to calm her down. You can mount her again, but be gentle with her. She's hurt. I'm sure the girl yeah. will compensate me for my troubles. Easy, girl. Like, Blibble uh, approaches her. Like, easy, easy. And, like, goes around towards the, her side and her back and, and reaches out his hands and casts Cure Wounds. Oh, yeah. As you do, you see the tail that was like kind of hanging off at a at a disturbing angle crack back into its normal position as soothing light envelops it, and you see her calm down. How much do you heal her for? Um, on a base level, I think level one. It's just like one d eight plus my spell casting ability, so mm-hmm. it would be seven plus the whatever I roll. You, you should be able to click it in your attack rolls. That should be there. Your wounds. Oh, yeah. You're an attack roll. <laughs> um, so many things. <laughs> Why you know, can't I hold all these spells? Let me see. Let me see if I can help. <clears throat> oh, yeah, there you go. Boom. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So your spellcasting ability is um, your, your, you, you, your charisma based spellcaster. So it'll be 1d8 plus um, your charisma. Okay. So it is literally 
me manually rolling like I uh, was going to do. There's nothing I roll that actually like just does the roll. Where you click Eldritch Blast um, to attack, there should be one there says Cure Wounds as well. Yeah, he there doesn't a, have it there. there is which is like really there. funny. Yeah. See, that's it's what happened. I looked at it. I'm like, there, but it's stupid? not a. No, 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 no. It's not there. It's kind of weird because it, it, it is on everyone else's sheet, but it's not like on yours. So I'm going to do one D8 plus four. You can actually use your light crossbow roll. It's the same one. Ten. Yeah, up to full. Nice. You. So, yeah. With her health restored, like Octavia calms herself. Her breathing is no longer labored and she returns back to her somewhat uh, relaxed demeanor as she is the most chill of your three mounts. There you go. That's better, right? Is it like a soft pat? You Thank still you. notice as you mount again that she's nervous. She's like darting eyes back and forth on either side of her head. Um, and although she's not in pain anymore, she seems to want to go back the way you came, which is like now somewhat blocked. Um, with time, you could climb over it. But with this like now cracked and broken funereal plinth, like kind of crashed in the way, almost like this obelisk, um, you actually see Blibble like shards of quartz and crystal that were encased inside the stone. Now that it's cracked, mm. now that this smooth onyx is like broken. And as you're like examining it, you notice like Octavia is like trying to find a way back over this rather than forward to, towards where Gawkhead went. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to go further that way anyways, too. Uh, girl, but I, what do you make of this nameless? Where even are we? Why are we here? I don't know. Um, your companion who's barreling that way. Um, he's he said he we needed to go this way for some reason. He knew the way. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Your companion. Our companion. I just got him on his job as well. I know him just as well as you do. <laughs> well, you knew him first, at least. For like 15 minutes. Um, nope. still counts. So he just kept going. That's so weird. Surely he must have heard the cr- loud crack of the the pillar. You think somebody would stop and figure out what's going on? Hmm. It was very strange. This, he just stand kept going after I shouted. You familiar mm-hmm. with any of this? No, she looks inside the plinth and like picks up up one of like the crystals that is broken off, examining it between her fingers. Let's see what she can ascertain as she's like trying to figure out why the boar is drawn to it. Oh, yeah, 24. Oh. Rock salt. And then she like kind of tosses you a piece of it, Blibble. And she says, um, I wonder if they use it as a 
ward or some kind of good omen. Might be good to bring some on our way. You saying to Although we were nearly crushed by it. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. I only know a little bit about spirits. Um, but... I remember my grandmother talking about salt. Uh, sometimes uh, you can use it to protect a home. <laughs> I don't know if it'll work against a bodak. And like as she continues to like kind of fiddle with the small piece of rock salt in her hand, she whittles like a small totem. My mom used to make these for me when I was little. And she hands it to you, Nameless. And it's in the shape of a small monkey. Kind of sitting with its hands clasped over its ears and eyes with two sets of arms. She hands it to you. Yeah. With her hand axe. She hands it to you, Nameless. And uh, says, maybe it'll bring you some good luck. You have advantage on saving throws for being frightened while you have this in your possession. Ooh. Thank you. You are very talented at this. Mm. Well, you do it enough times. The salt's a little brittle. Usually I can get the corners a little smoother. We'll take the, the one you threw him and tries to do the same with like his dagger. Just like <laughs> Cut, cut it into something s- similar. <laughs> hey, give me a sleight of hand roll. <laughs> you gotta try. <laughs> you, you gotta try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That wasn't that big a deal. 16. <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. What what shape do you whittle? Yeah, it, it's uh, this is in the shape of like I, I want to say, he probably did, did this uh, the same sort of like monkey. It looks like mm-hmm. l- probably a little shittier. <laughs> it's like a shittier version of, of of what she did. More rudimentary, less detail. And he goes like, "Eh, look at that! I didn't even think I could do that." It's pretty good. <laughs> Hopefully, it works. Very nice. Well, salt will be useful, even if the. Totem itself doesn't work. She takes like another handful of salt and like puts it in each of her pockets and then like looks back into the now like now that the fog has like completely obscured him, the still passage before you and this partially obscured path behind you. We can't leave him. I mean, we could, but I don't want to. There's a lot of responsibility, I guess, that uh, I have. So weird, though, Are for you him sure to just, like... he heard you, Nameless? Maybe with the crashing of the rock, he didn't hear you stop, call to stop him. He... If I could hear it, he could. He's much better at perception than I am. The only thing I can think of is maybe he thinks like we're going to get treasure or he's got, I don't know, maybe he can sniff out treasure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's like he's kept going. I don't want to go that way because 
I mean, well, who wants to be here? This doesn't even seem like the right way. <clears throat> of all no, of those among doesn't. of all those among us, he's the most sus. <laughs> I agree. I'm glad we're having this meeting, this emergency <laughs> meeting. <laughs> so well, we do need to rescue my beast at least. <clears throat> Took off with her. Yeah, we can't just leave leave your uh your beast there. And I, I suppose we should figure out what's going on with him. Hmm. Let's keep our weapons ready just in case. Yeah, I I'd say let's let's be on our guard. This place just feels you feel that too, right? All right. It has the stillness of a grave. Little starts to mount up on Octavia. Birth you can lead it nameless if you want. Um, going after your beast maybe be easier to track. Yes. Um, I shall lead us. I get back on the big mountain. Once they're on their mounts, I start going forward in the direction that Gokhead went. Mm-hmm. Yep. Meanwhile, Gokhead, you find yourself in this strange, scintillating with light cavern. The walls around you are glassy, as though the rock itself has been melted with an impact of great arcane force. You see your reflection in the stalagmites and stalagmites around you. And as your beast moves forward, you hear almost a metallic clink as its hooves make contact with the ground. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like the same sort of rocky grinding you were hearing before. It's almost like it's stepping on something a lot more resonant. And then you see them, a being of smoke and fire that as you approach takes on the semblance of a human shape although the latter part of it still kind of moves with a tend with like t- like um sorry tendrils of smoke kind of holding it aloft the two piercing fiery eyes look down on you and the being says to you greetings they call me Scoria. Well, Gawkhead will <clears throat> get down from the mount. Uh, it kind of takes its reins and, like, you know, puts it on one of those stalagmites or something, something that's uh, mm-hmm. close by. And it's like, hey, this didn't stay there, beastie. And he comes over to uh, Scoria and says, So you, you led me here and I have come. Hmm. Yes. This goblin that travels with you, this blibble, he has failed to make good on a covenant between us. I desire retribution, and in return, I can give you something you desire. I can sear away this impurity in your flesh. 
and return you back to something less fetid. So you can undo the curse that was put on me? Is that what you're implying? And this in does this involve that little goblin dying for you? Hmm, yes. Well, okay. How uh, do uh, what are you? How do you want to proceed? What is this? Uh, what are the assurances other than what you did for my hand? Do I have that you'll follow through on your dark tidings, and that I mm. assist you in getting whatever you want with that little gobble? Tell me, what do you know of gin? Damn fine drink. Mmm. And what do you know of strange interplanar beings that can grant the wishes of soft, pathetic mortals? Oh, you mean the wishes, you say? Okay, is that uh, what you are? Ah, uh, it's uh, such a crude allegory. I. Don't grant wishes so much as I make deals, but the packs I make are ironclad. If you give me what you want, you will most assuredly... If, I, if you give me what I want, you will most assuredly get what you desire. What I desire Healing you be. is but a paltry matter, and you feel that burning sensation as the flesh continues to almost like sear up your arm to your elbow and as it burns and flakes away in agony fresh skin is revealed underneath the process makes you want to scream give me a constitution save You are able to suppress the urge to shriek as the pain racks you. You feel like your nerve endings are on fire. But mm. you're able to avoid letting out a shriek that would potentially echo through this cavern. Uh, well, Gokin's obviously going to grab his arm and be like, ah, <laughs> you know, but not yeah, scream. Yeah. Ah, ah. Uh, and then smile very brightly as if because he hasn't seen his own flesh like that in a very, very long time. <laughs> so to see it, uh, it really sears into his mind. Uh, what do you, what do you need done? What, what is, what exactly, what exactly am I, do I need to do? I have laid a bit of a trap up ahead to seal this wretched goblin here forever. All you need do is draw him into it. Well, sealed in here forever is not exactly murder, so it's not that bad. Maybe you could fetch out a good life here on his own. Uh, 
Okay, I'll just take your lead uh, then. I need to entice them, give them a reason why I need to push forward here. Mm, I see. Bring him to the spot. If you can separate the other one from him, that may reduce the chances for collateral. Which where well, there's two of them. There's the the big orc and the the uh, the, mm. the resurrected orc lady. If you can find a way to separate them, I don't see why I should take their lives. <clears throat> it's just the small one I want to play with. Well, none of my business, I would say. Can I have his treasures when you're done? Of course, I have no need of gold. And as he says this, he conjures a hand with like 16 rings on each finger, all of them jewel-encrusted. Maybe you can lure them here with this. And he offers you one of the rings balanced precariously on one nail, sharpened into a wickedly manicured claw. Bony little fingers pluck at that little ring away. So I tell them that the treasure is, I found treasure here, bring them here, and that I sense this is where we're supposed to be. Mm. There was a dragon horde in these parts not so long ago. Could be that you could convince them that it's here. Dragon parts. They're not even interested, really, in the dragon parts. Last time I tried to bring that up, that stupid little goblin took me away from the treasure that I could have had with the, the horns. Ah, oh, but I can make it to where that stupid little goblin will never bother you again. Yeah, they always make fun of the way I smell and the way I look. Fine, I'll do what I can to get them inside. Not even paying attention to you right now. He's kind of looking at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you look at it and you see like a big stone that kind of like reflects your own face in it. But it was your former face, the way you looked back before this affliction took hold of you. Oh, yeah. Gawkhead would see his very dashing, handsome face of a, hob of a young hobgoblin in his prime. He is absolutely gorgeous uh, for his species. And boy, is he envious to look like that again. Not looking good for Blibble. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the entity you like have... kind of retreats into the shadow.
Okay. Now, uh, I think Gawkhead is just uh, bringing him senses back, you know, pulling his, uh, his lust for this treasure and the image in it, and uh, now realizing that he's got to get the party here. Uh, and also not sound like a, uh, a treacherous little shit at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah, Good luck with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Come into this cave. Yes, yes. This treasure here. No, 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 no. It's totally worth your while. <laughs> I don't exactly know how we're going to get them in the cave, but... Uh, 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 well, the ant, I, I think the beast is still fine, so uh, mm -hmm. Gawkhead will just move to the entrance, um, and naturally will feign ignorance about everything, uh, and he's just gonna start, uh, he's gonna start calling out, Hey! Where are all of you? Where did you go? You hear this echo through the tall sort of like this amphitheater, this granite amphitheater that you're in. And the voice comes carried to you through echoes and on the wind, blibble, nameless, and Bertha. You hear that? I think I hear his voice calling. Yeah. Everything's all echoey. Gotta be him. Perhaps you just didn't hear me. I don't know. You follow the voice and eventually see Gawkhead. Gawkhead, what are you doing? Are you just like sitting next to your mount or? He's just standing, he's standing outside, you know, all lurched over like he is with his brim hat. And yeah. he's, he's got that ring in his hand. And he's just standing there like uh, to his best ability, acting confused the days. Why the two of you know, why were y'all not behind him? You know? Well, he's just kind World of standing at the entrance of this cave, and he's just kind of gesturing. Yeah, give me a deception check to see how well you're selling it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Gunkhead rolls an eight. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... It's a little weird that you're like, where are you guys? But yeah, go ahead, continue. What the hell happened to you? I thought you were right behind me. What are you talking about? We were following you. How did you not hear that giant column fall and crack? The thing was enormous. We were calling out to you and everything. You're supposed to have good hearing. Everything echoes in this place anyway. Me and Bertha nearly got killed. Got I bucked right off of the beast. Uh, poor Octavia here had her tail crushed, and we had to stop and make sure she was okay. And then you just kept going. What's up with that? Where even are we? I don't know. Uh, this is where I felt a pull. Something like a sense pulled me here. I could feel it. So when I veered off course, I asked Nameless for permission. He said to take command of the animal. I'm not very good with these things. I don't ride that and just barreled forward quite frankly i couldn't hear very much what you were talking about when i uh, when i stopped here at the entrance of this cave i didn't see anyone so i stopped and this is outside the front the heck is that 
I think it's a ring. Very I was just pretty. Lo- looking at him, just squinting like, fuck is he on about? I roll an insight, I suppose. Yeah. It's treasure. Roll a 10. You know something's off, but you don't know quite what. Sure. It's, it's a little convenient for there to just be a ring. Like a ring. That yeah, exactly. Even on a baseline level, that would be so yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like the math ain't math. And, you know, it just seems a bit off. Like, why, how did a ring roll outside of the cave? And, you know, so, like. Let me get this straight. You didn't hear us at all in a place where any sound is deafening because of the stillness and the reverberation on the rocks. In the walls. You decided you kept going forward by yourself, and then all of a sudden there's a cave and you found a ring out in the front of it. Just there. No, I, no, I didn't know I was by myself. I'm riding this animal. I don't understand the controls of this thing. It's quite unnatural for me to deal with something so big. When it's going forward, it's going forward. When I got, it stopped in front of this cave. Now, all of my being was saying that to bring me here. That's why I told Nameless. I could sense a passage this way. And I don't know any other thing to trust other than raw instinct and my necromatic abilities. But yes, this was sitting outside the front of the cave. I don't, I don't know, is this, uh, Bertha, does this belong to one of your... People. As you like motion it to Bertha, you notice like she's not even like looking at you. She's looking past you at this like large crack in the rock leading to this cavern. And she's just like, This is it. This is the last thing I remembered. We're near it. We're near it's we we can't be here. We've gone the wrong way. This is this is where I fell. We should not be here. And you see her like turn to you, Blibble. I think the animals were right. We need to leave. This is this is it. This is the stone I told you that reflected with the with the quartz inside. And the the we need to leave. And you see her like oh. start to get like really worried. All right, we, we can we can go. I I don't even want to be here anyways. Nameless. Well, we we could go the other way, but it's locked heavily. It would take a long time to clear. I uh, I I got thumb for that. I can I can use a spell that should shatter up the area and and, and crack apart the the beam. Is it this? Did you go in the cave. Deal with. Did you go in the cave while we were gone? Yeah, I stepped inside and I, I grabbed this. Oh, you said it was outside. Yeah, it's outside right out of here. I stepped inside, like a couple feet. He said he stopped out here. The beast stopped out here, and the ring was right there. Yeah. Hmm. What's going on with you, Goatkid? My God, do we have to get into the fine details? The ring was five feet inside the cave. I dismount from the animal, step inside, grab ring, ta-da, ring. What'd you see inside? 
I'm this, this shimmery kind of looking thing. The stalagmites in there. Were there any like exits, a cave. or was it just a room? I don't know. Either way, Bertha's saying that this was a place that she she got she was felled. It just sounds I, like you were supposed to deal with the situation out here. Is this not the part of that with your guild mission? I failed no. in the situation out here, and okay. now my entire adventuring party is Bodax. I would. I don't want to see the same fate befall someone else. What you're probably holding is it's the greed of that that led the first party of adventurers here, and it was trying to rescue them that led my party here. I don't want to be a Bodak. Just like with the dragon. Move on from this too, then. This isn't our mission. That's not what we're hired for, Goken. How do you not see this place is weird? In my perspective, many things of places are weird. You never know what lies inside. Treasures, or perhaps the source of whatever might be ailing those people at the mines. Bubbles looking at, like, Nameless and, and Bertha to, like, get their read on it, and his face is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> Something feels off, but it couldn't hurt to just simply peek around to see what's in there from the entrance. See if we see any paths through, maybe that might be easier. I don't see why you shouldn't at least take a look inside. If you don't like what it said, you just walk right back out. Besides, there could be more of this. Listen, a lot more. Treasure's nice, but random treasure that appears to be just appearing out of nowhere for it only by itself is uh strange at best. And I'm not gonna force Bertha to go back in there. If you guys want to look in there, go for it. But I don't want to leave her out here in this in this space. She's already freaked out. I will. I don't want to go by myself, so I'd prefer to. Have some sort of company. Yeah. Just in case. If you guys want to check it out, you know, I, I'll, I'll come in. If it, 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 I don't want Bertha to go in there, too. Bertha, are you okay out here? Bertha, like, still has her axes out and kind of, like, sidling up to you is just, like, splitting the party has never been good wisdom. If If you must go, I will go with you, but I... I just don't think we should linger here. We don't know if that Dracolich spirit is still here. We have to be careful. Why are we going in there if she said that this place is killed and, and been responsible for, for, for bad things before? I like treasure like the next guy, but I also like being alive to enjoy that treasure. And the animals are freaked out. How do you not know that whatsoever's in there could be your... Uh... What's causing all the problems around here anyway? Because we're tasked with checking out a mine. 
on some random weird cavern in, in an eerily silent place. You veered off the path. This is someplace different. I thought we were lost. By the way, do you even know what the mine looks like? It looks like a mine. Well, how do you know this ain't a mine? All I can tell you is that this is where I was drawn. I could feel that this is something important. I don't know why this was there. I thought maybe it was from a birth as party members. But there's an energy here. Party members? Let me see. Oh, he's very hesitant to hand this to you. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like, let you looking at it, but not like handing it to not you. Not touch like, it, mm. yeah. Um, the investigation, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's only a 12. Uh, I don't recognize it, but... Like, she cocks an eyebrow. It must have not been laying here long. It's not tarnished. There's no dirt on it. Looks brand new. Looks cleaner than me. She like dusts off her armor. <sighs> Thumb's not adding up here, go kid. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Maybe it's, uh, maybe some new people are around here and they went inside. Max's face know. right now. <laughs> what? I'm doing the best I can. I don't know what the frick this is. <laughs> no, I'm no, just like, Max's face right now is hilarious, though. <laughs> You're doing amazing, bro. This is S-tier D&D, baby. I will go in with you and scout and see what we see. Then I will come back out here and tell you what I find. Yes, Blibble, you can hang, uh, protect Bertha while Nameless and I investigate. I just don't think she should be subjected going back in there. I'll go in and check it out if it's, you know, don't go too far in. This place is weird. I'll admit it makes me a little uneasy as well, but uh, this is what I was paid to do. These are dark places, and they wanted me to uh, deal with this kind of stuff. What is he talking about? It's shady as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Nameless, be careful. I don't know what's going on, but couldn't hurt to just see if there's anything inside. Perhaps there's mine tunnels in here. I don't know. If I send something, oh. we can run out. And I feel bad having you go in. The, the... I can't leave Bertha here, though. And I don't want her to go in there. What are you so afraid of? How do you not feel that this place is weird? She literally has told you this is where she died. That makes it more interesting to me. Listen, I like treasure as much as the next person, like I said, but I'm not willing to die, and I'm certainly not willing to subject her to that. 
Well, we could have had a chance at some beautiful horns of a dragon back at the, uh, at the ruins. And now there is possible treasure here. But also, it could also potentially be the source of the problems that you're facing. And whatever is going on at your mine area. I think you owe it to yourself to at least see what's inside. I mean, there's no saying that there that this is the source, and there's no saying that it's not. This isn't even the mine area. Listen, I don't. We're wasting so much time. This isn't even <laughs> our our mission. Go check it out. I'll be right here. Call if you need help. Very well, nameless. Very well. We'll do a little bit of light scouting. Don't go too far. I'll stay Still here with you, I think it's a Google. mistake. It's okay. Nameless is smart. They'll get out of it, okay? I got a Don't delve too deep. This. They dug too deeply. We won't. We'll just do a quick scan of the entrance. Okay, and Nameless go <sighs> into the Crystalline Cavern. While Blibble and Bertha, tending to the mounts, wait anxiously outside. And that'll be where we call an end to this episode <laughs> of Last Call for Adventure. <laughs> we do not have an episode next week, but we will have one the week after. So make sure you uh, stay tuned uh, to, to check it out. You can also check us out on Patreon uh, to get early access to the video on demand as well as the audio version of the show. So uh, check us out on Patreon. Let's do some sign-offs. Burke, who are you? Where can people find you? And what are you up to? Uh, Burke Black, Pirate of Twitch. They are going to be, what, uh, I think Dredge? Or maybe something else? I don't know. Something. Games, 10 p.m. every night, <laughs> uh, except for Sundays. Except for Sundays. Max? Hello, it's me, Max Orgasm Mexican here on Twitch. Another streamer person. Um, stream every day, except for Sundays around like 9 p.m. Central. Good session. There'll be plenty to talk about in the uh, in the post show, and I'll have, <laughs> yeah. I will have justifications for. Listen, with this kind of thing, it's always a balance of trying to like, what would my character do? Am I acting in a way that makes sense? You know, so I'll, I'll talk more about that. Um, because obviously, you know, you're privy to knowledge you shouldn't be privy to. Um, anyways, thanks for watching. And uh, as always, Ron's thanks for running it. And we'll see you guys, not next week, like we said, because we're off next week. We got uh, conflict, but we'll um, be back the following week for <laughs> some sort of resolution. <laughs> Dan? Hi, I'm uh, Dan's Gaming on Twitch. Um, currently, I'm playing through the Resident Evil 4 remake, which has been amazing. And I'll be doing that for most of the rest of the week. Um, thank you for having me on the show. Had a lot of fun. Always love coming out and hanging out with you guys. You guys are a great cast and you're great players. And it's always fun to come hang out with you guys. So thank you. This is a lot of fun. There's so much uh, drama in this episode. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it as the DM. It's so good. <laughs> Usually finally... as the DM, you're the bad guy. But... <laughs> <laughs> now let's get a close-up of the giggles while we throw to bronze oh, 
Burke's the bad guy this time. It's not me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much fun. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. Uh, Crew 3 has been a blast so far. We're only three episodes in. Cannot wait until the next time we reconvene for this amazing D&D game. You will have to forgive how spacey I am today. I went to PAX East and I got concred. Thankfully, it's not COVID, but it's been so long since I've been sick. I don't know how to recover. Um, but yeah, uh, when I do manage to recover some of my strength this week, I'll, I'll be playing video games. Um, you can find me at That Bronze Girl everywhere. Thank you so much for hanging out. And tune in to Patreon for the post show where the players talk back about all of the drama and juicy goss of what happened during the episode. (laughs) A lot of talk (laughs) We will see you next time when the bell tolls on Last Call for Adventure. Take care now.